I really learned at a young age that it was not okay to let people know what my life looked like. So I learned at a young age to put on a mask. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant, and I will be pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We will hear about what people are hiding from themselves and others, the how, what, when, where, why of it all. My guest today is Zachary. And Zachary, I have a question for you. Dun-dun-dun. What is your secret? Oh, I was afraid you're going to ask me that. <laughs> uh, and it's a it's a broad topic, but it's my it's it's my childhood. It's it's my childhood as a whole. I ran away from it for such a long time. I was afraid to share it with everybody for a long, long time. Now, when you say it's a secret, did you lie by a, a mission, or did you make up things that weren't really in your past, or you just didn't tell people? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And I, I I really learned at a young age that it was not okay to let people know what my life looked like. So I learned at a oh. young age to put on a mask. My mom, she died of cancer when I was three and a half years old. She was a, a famous actress in Hollywood. She died in John Travolta's arms. That was her partner at the time. Oh, okay. And then I was raised uh, after that by my rage-filled, um, substance-abusing father. And and he really taught me that it was not safe to let people know what my life looked like. So I, I when I say I put on a mask, it was, I had to cover up. I wanted to hide everything that was going on in my childhood. Like, how dare I let somebody look because they're going to see it, they're going to judge me, and then they're going to say, this guy's not worthy of our attention. Well, here's my question for you. Since you, your mother passed at such a young age, and I'm, that had to affect you majorly, but also, was it the rage of your father because your mother left him? Do you think that was a combo of why he wanted to keep things hidden or he was going through his own bag of you know, stuff? He was going through his own bag of stuff. He, he had his own um, uh, rough childhood. I'll just say it that. Um, and he parented me with the tools he was given and I'm not mad at him for it today, but he just, he did a really shitty job. Well, when you don't have any tools, what do you draw from your own childhood? And if he had a bad childhood, it just went on and on and on. That's what usually what happens. Yeah, definitely. The, the, the hurt people, hurt people cycle. So what did you keep secret? Like what about your childhood other than it was really unpleasant? Right. Did you keep secrets from like, give me a couple examples, like maybe through high school or. Yeah. Um, there's some here, there's a story from middle school. I, you know, I, 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 like any kid, I had questions about my homework from time to time. And, and I, I would always, I would always ask my father for help and my dad would always put it off until the last second. 
And the morning before I was supposed to leave for school, I asked my dad for help with some some math uh, questions that I had. And he lost his cool to the point where he's just screaming at me inches from my face, backing me into the corner of the wall. He, he had a thing about jabbing his finger in my chest and 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 just annihilating me. Then he would do the work for me and say, this is how it was supposed to be done. And then by then I had missed the bus and he's like, you know, come on, I got to take you to school now, you know, see what you did. And we got to school and it was basically like just throwing me out on the curb at school and I'm surrounded by kids. So the last thing I wanted was for everybody to know how screwed up my child, my, my home life was. So that's what I meant by like the mask. And that's a very specific example where I, I put on a smile, like everything was okay. Like, look, my dad just dropped me off in, in a Porsche. He drove up, you know, we're the only family in the mountains that had a Porsche. Look at how cool I am. Um, it was just, it was a whole act. It was a, it was a shtick. So you feel like you were almost acting in life. Like you put on a different, a different character. hundred percent. I was the ever changing chameleon. Um, you know, I took everything that I learned in my childhood and I perfected it as an adult is what I like to say. Um, you, you know, when I was dating and if I came across a profile and a woman, you know, who said like, she liked the ocean, even if I didn't like the ocean, I'd be like, I love the ocean. It's my favorite. And it was just, I love the salt air. <laughs> it's so oh, cool. I love getting sand all over the place. It's so much fun. I hate the ocean. Do you? <laughs> I actually don't like the ocean. I hate sand on my feet. Is that weird? That's weird, right? No, that's not weird. <laughs> so going back, let's go into the dating then. How, do you remember the biggest, I guess not lie or secret, but that you, you can go back to of it making, did, did you bring someone over to your house? Did kids come to your house? When I was dating, um, like a girlfriend come over to your house. Yeah. I mean, I think it all started with a lie too, because, um, I lost my virginity, you know, at a, at a, I was a late bloomer and I, uh, lost it to a sex worker. Oh. Um, and so as you get along, as you move along in relationships, it usually comes up like, you know, you talk about your past, you know, partners and stuff like that. And I never, ever, ever once wanted to share that with somebody. I was ashamed of that. Um, I thought somebody would hear that and go, oh my God, and run away. And that's the last thing I wanted. I didn't want to uh, trigger that abandonment wound that I had been carrying around from my mom. Did you, when, when is the first time you admitted that? How was that? How did it feel? Uh, first time I ever admitted it, I would have to say when I was 37 years old and I was in a, a support group. Um, yeah. Wow. How powerful though. Did it feel, was it, I, whenever I like let go of something I've been holding on and I'm embarrassed about, I get this feeling afterwards, like not euphoria, but kind of euphoria. And then mm. after this like dreaded fear sets in, did that happen for you or is that just me? <laughs> um, I know it did happen for me. It's, I was the first time I ever uh, openly shared about that. I, I think after I was done, my shirt had been completely just, it was drenched. It was sweat through, um, the back of my neck felt like I could fry an egg on it. There was so much heat back there. And, and I thought for a minute, like I felt lighter. And I also thought that everybody who had just heard me share that was going to just laugh at me and point fingers at me and like turn and run the other way. And, and it was exact opposite. Like people 
loved me for it. And people thanked me for the courage to be open and honest and vulnerable. It was eye opening. I know there's something about like when we reveal the the things we're most shameful about mm. that you're loved anyways. Yep. And you, I don't know why our psyche, even though like if I'm sh- holding something now, I still have that fear. Someone's not going to love me and they're going to abandon me. But it's like, you just, you, it just comes back, even though you have evidence that that's not true. I know it's, it's kind of like the, like Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> like the same day over and over. So yeah. here's my thing too. So when you are like 37 and you, and you let go of that secret, do you remember the time when that mass started to crack before? And you just, it was like moments of, of coming where you just felt like this facade you were wearing your whole life. Yeah, it was, it was shortly before that. Um, I, I, there was a girl that I thought was going to make my life better than it had ever been before ever because because women do that they right. make everything yeah. so easy yeah. <laughs> i had assigned so many magical qualities to this woman and um and she did not want me in that way and i was devastated i remember scrambling and and going to a, a dating website that i had never been to before and answering all of these questions and and it took me hours and the dating website said, there's nobody on here for you. Like a dating inter- website on the internet. Oh, but I have never heard that. Well, that's a God shot, I feel. So get this. I was like, this is this can't be happening to me. This is obviously a, a fluke. It's a, it's a glitch in the system. I reset everything on my computer. I restarted my computer. I took the test again. By now, it's like two in the morning. My eyes are just basically, my head is throbbing because I've been staring at a computer screen for six hours. I've got a splitting headache. And I answer all the questions differently this time. Talk about like being a liar. And oh, wow. Just, you didn't even do the same answers. Like No, no. Like, I was like, I, I got to try something different here. Okay. And I got the same flashing blue on the screen again, saying basically, there is nobody here for you. Oh! <laughs> so... Did you tell anybody that when it happened? Or did you keep that a secret too? I kept that a secret too. Oh my God, that is an amazing secret. I love that secret. So this is going to tie it all together. I then went went to bed and picked up a book that my dad had given me years prior. And I I remember when he gave me the book, it's a self-help book. And I remember getting it from him saying, no, 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 I'm not going to read this. You know, and I, I was, there was so much resentment that I was carrying still. And I picked it up this particular night. And I picked it up right to this page that talked about this story of a guy who has been put into a, he had committed a crime. He got put into a cave and they said, if you can get out of this cave, you're a free man. If you can't, you're going to die in here. And he found what he thought was the way out. And he died on like 30 days later because he was starving to death. He had no food or water. And when they opened up the cave to take his body out, this light that came shining in revealed a passageway in the darkness the entire time where if the guy had just explored his darkness, which is like, we're talking about secrets here, he would have found his freedom. Mm. And, and he was terrified of exploring the darkness. And, you know, you talk about secrets on, the, on this show, and I, I'm, I'm grateful for the topic of conversation because th- it sets me free. Yeah. I carried stuff for such a long time. So you asked that question, I've, it took me forever to answer it, but I was basically just before, I think it was 37 years old, and I... I it's like, this isn't working for me anymore. I've got to turn inward. I've got to really face all my, my secrets, my, my demons, as I was calling them at the time. And that's going to set me free. And I openly started sharing all these things that I had been just keeping secretly, you know, tucked away. 
mm-hmm. uh, for so many years. And, and it just like this iceberg was melting and you know, I just lots of crying and lots of freedom and, and lots of love and encouragement as a result of it. It was beautiful. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. See, I just love hearing men say that because for me, when I see a man open up like that, you know, wanting to heal, wanting to be better, just like, you know, women do too, but there's something about a man allowing those emotions to come up because I don't think society lets men do that. You know, it, hopefully it's changing. I hopefully, but I just, you know, just saying that it just gave me so much hope for the future. If that's the direction we're going like of change and it, and it's freedom. So if you could tell anyone out there, you know, if they're wearing that mask, what would you say to them? Like walk through the darkness? What would you say? I think I would start with asking them a question like, how is it working for you? Mm. Um, what, what are you, what are you gaining from this and what are you losing? Um, and then I would, I would share openly um, what I'm sharing with you, experiences and, and, and strength and hope and, um, and hopefully encourage, you know, inspire them to do the same. Uh, and I would share with them how much freedom there is on the other side. I mean, imagine carrying a thousand pound, lugging a thousand pound anchor behind you your entire life and suddenly not having to, you know, lug that around anymore. It's, yeah. It's amazing. It's I mean, amazing. You, you, I, it was amazing for me. And I have one more question I do about the mask you wore. If you could give your mask the secret, a name, and like what his characteristics were, just so the the listeners can like picture this guy. What would you what would you name him or like characteristics? Was he suave? Was he you know? <laughs> um, I'm laughing because I I've always viewed myself as anything but suave, and um, oh boy, I I would name him um, survival. Mm. Um, I, to go deeper, I would name him like little Zachary as if like, it was just, it was my little inner child. who was just screaming out, please, you know, love me and like me and, and don't leave me. Um, right. you know, that abandonment wound that started when I was so young. And then with my father, it was just, it was countless women that left countless. He's on his sixth marriage today. And, oh, wow. Oh yeah. Um, and God bless him. He's a wonderful man today. He's done so much work on himself and we have an amazing relationship, but I, uh, I, I diverted from your question. It was, I'd name it 
like it's a combination of like survival and it's it's my little inner child um and so i got compassion for that mask that i would put on because i know why i was putting it on um and and it's it's a job today that i have to remind my little inner child like hey we're not we're not going to put this mask on today um today we don't have to now, if you could think of the, you know, the seven deadly sins, I love them. I think they're a part of human nature. So we got pride, greed, mm. lust, gluttony, envy, anger, and sloth. What of those, you know, sins would you connect to your secret wearing a mask your entire life and why? All of them. <laughs> 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 no, I was thinking about this before we jumped on, uh, you know, like, like with, with greed, there's manipulation that takes place. And I always had, there was a lot of covert manipulation that took place in my life and with gluttony and, and, and there's a lot of, they talk about, I think selfishness and, mm-hmm. um, and, and I was being very selfish at times and in a, in a survival I got to, you know, survive kind of way, but it's still, um, sloth, not doing things that I was, should be doing, um, envy and anger. There was, I carried around so much anger with me, um, uh, and envy towards like, I put on this mask because I wanted to, I, I saw the people who were liked and loved. I wanted to be liked and loved them. Um, um, lust and mask. Cause I wanted to, I, I, I wanted every single woman that I met to, 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 to love me and to all head over heels. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to be whoever I got to be to get you to like me. Um, and then here's my question for you real quick. Why you said that if they ended up liking you, did it work out? I mean, because you were never truly you. So it's funny. Did I mean, did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of defeats the purpose. Nope. It's like, they you get them to like someone that's not you because you're not the authentic you. And then right. did you even like them afterwards? No, it was it was all just to make me feel better about myself. And it was I used women like a drug, um, mm. really. And and one woman was never enough. Um because I, I would think it was, I would convince myself that, hey, you know, like that right the story that I shared with you earlier about that woman. Um I was convinced I had convinced myself that she was going to make my life perfect. And, and I told you that she didn't want me, but at the same time, if a woman did accept me and did want to be with me, it just never was enough. Um, I would feel empty and incomplete again. And so I wanted to go, you know, brush her to the side and move on to the next one. And it was, I, I left a, a destructive, you know, wake in my, in, behind me and, and I'm not proud of it. Um, and at the end of it, at the root of all of it, it was just me trying to just be loved. Yeah. Um, but it was no, it was never, never enough. So who this wearing this mask, who do you think it helped? And who do you think it harmed? Um, I, I know who it harmed. You know, I don't think it helped anybody. Uh, it harmed me. It harmed my, it harmed me just really settling into and learning to like and love myself like above uh my whiteboard not the one behind me um (laughs) but i have something that says success because i was asked one time what's your definition of success and then and a lot of people might go right to a place of well it's making x amount of money per year and living such and such a house i have a thing on my board that says success is loving yourself oh i love that 
So well, do I, you know what I have on my computer that I look at every day? I, it says, to love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance. Which is beautiful. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I hurt myself by putting on a mask every day because I wasn't allowing myself to get in touch with, with who I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I wasn't, I didn't allow myself to, to like or love myself by putting on a mask. So how do you move forward now? Not, not picking up that mask anymore. Yeah, no, I've learned how to, you know, uh, substitute honesty for self-destructive ways of, of, of behaving. Um, honesty is a, is, is a really huge part of my life today. If I, if I mess up in my relationship with my wife, I clean up my side of the street immediately. And, it, and it's, it's painful to do sometimes to be, to admit when you've done something wrong, but to oh clean my up God. your side. Oh, Ooh, I hate saying I'm sorry. It's almost like it dragging too. out a beast. <laughs> no, I, I one time said to my husband, I know I need to say I'm sorry and I know I'm wrong, but every molecule in my body doesn't want to say it. Like I mm. it was, I could feel it in the pit of my chest. Like I could not say it. Yeah. So that's how I move on. I'm, I'm honest. I, I, I meditate every morning to check in with myself. I ground myself um, from the body up because for the longest time I was trying to, to control everything with my thoughts. Um, now I let my body remind me every day that I'm okay, that every, I'm safe right where I am. How um, long do you meditate? Um, anywhere from five to 15 minutes, depending on the day. But it's, it's part of my practice. To, to I, can only get, I can only really do five minutes. Five minutes, yeah, but my it, huh? but my sponsor told me if you just do it one minute in your car before you get out of your car, I'll be proud of you. And I was like, okay, I can do one minute sitting <laughs> in my car. He's like, before you go in your meeting or anything, you sit there and you close your eyes for a minute. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Yep, yep. There was a there was a bit of time there where I was doing an hour every morning. Are which, you kidding me? No, and that is like a whole different level like that just all these layers just keep come peeling off and you're just at this place of like awe afterwards but it is just I can't do it it's too long (laughs) (laughs) that's almost self-indulgent to me a little bit (laughs) well thank you for coming on and sharing your story I really appreciate it yeah it's my pleasure thank you for having me on this is this has been a, a, a treat thank you And thank you for listening to Secret Life Podcast. If you want to be on the show and have a past secret that you're already through or a present secret you're still holding on to, please message me below or email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.